What is up, My Bible Works Tribe? Welcome to the episode today. We have an absolutely fantastic episode, and really this series, I can't even believe I'm getting into this because this is definitely a rabbit hole to go down, but I already anticipate getting a lot of dislikes on this video series, and that's exactly why we're doing it. This is something that's been on my heart for a while that I believe needs to be shared. And I think the message I'm going to share through this entire series will really surprise you and reveal some things that you really didn't know about New Age Christianity, what parts of it actually have roots in ancient times, and what parts of it uh, have roots in just modern times. And so we're going to look at all of that, look at what the Bible actually says about mysticism, star charts, astrology. We're going to be looking at all of those things through this series. Again, I can't believe I'm getting into this. Uh, this is definitely outside my wheelhouse, but I want to learn about this, and the best way to do that is to learn together. So today's episode will reveal some incredible insight to you. Let's roll that intro. Again, you're going to be surprised by the ending of every single one of these episodes, so stick around to the end. Welcome to the MyBible.Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. In this tribe, we believe God reveals secrets to us and we expect spiritual treasure. The kingdom of God is in our midst, inside us, and around us. We are thankful to have been given much and know we will receive even more. We renew our minds daily through scripture and the power of prayer. We manifest our faith through thought, emotion, prayer, and action. We believe the Word of God is highly effective and sharper than any sword. Welcome and smash that subscribe button. Welcome back, everyone. Cub Cooker here. I'm your host and mentor for this series and every series we do here on the My Bible Works podcast. If you haven't joined over at www.mybible.works, I encourage you to do that. It's completely free and you can join a whole community of people over there that are just in love with what the Bible has to say and figuring out how it applies to our life now and decoding these messages that are hidden in plain sight in God's love letter to us. So uh, we're going to dive in today starting with Genesis 1.14 in the CSB. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for seasons and for days and years, or the appointed times. So this is a key verse we're going to be looking at. And we're going to look right now at the uh, original Hebrew and what it would have said. Uh, and, and I use the Strong's uh, Hebrew Dictionary to look up all of these things. Uh, I find it very important, uh, especially when there's a verse that maybe has some controversy to really look at what it is translated as or from. So, uh, and to mark or to fall out, come to pass, become, be the seasons, appointed time, place, or meeting. So I find that very interesting. This isn't, uh, it doesn't appear to just be talking about uh, spring, summer, winter, and fall. This is talking about appointed times, places, or meetings, maybe gatherings, festivals, feasts, that type of thing. Uh, and we know that there are points in the Bible when God gets upset with the feasts of man 
and uh, those feasts of man have changed from their appointed times. Uh, I heard a TikToker talking about this the other day, a very good episode there. Uh, And days is obviously a day, years is a year. And so looking at that originality there of what we're translating from just gives us insight into what we're dealing with. So this entire series, again, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. I'm not qualified to talk about this, but I desperately want to learn all of this because I see this new age Christianity and theology happening uh, rampantly all across the interwebs. And I think it's very important to address it now. Now, my message is going to be completely different than what you've heard at church what you've heard at Bible study, what you've heard maybe from other popular pastors online. Uh, And I'm not a pastor. I'm not a biblical theologian or anything like that. I'm just a student of the Bible. Uh, I love to read the Bible. I love learning what God has to share with me and discovering the mysteries that are in it. It is the living word and it does affect our lives so deeply. So we're going to actually look at what God's word says about this. And we're going to find some surprises today that Uh, Today's episode took a turn that I did not plan for it to take. So this series will consist of about six different parts over the next coming weeks. Uh, And we may do like part one, maybe two episodes, part two, maybe two episodes. I'm not sure how many episodes these will take. So this may be a multi-week study. We normally do a new one each week, but this may go on, you know, multi-week. So uh, what I did want to get into, though, is astrology versus astronomy and that's what we're going to look at specifically today then we're going to get into vibes and vibrations numerology versus gematria psychics versus prophets angelology versus messengers and religion versus spirituality we're going to look at all of these concepts again in this very exciting series Uh, i'm really taking on a lot with this one because there's a lot to learn a lot to share So without further ado, let's just dive into it. And specifically, we're looking at spirituality and Yeshua uh, or Jesus. Like, what did he actually say? What did he come to reveal about this? So at the end of this series, I really want to reveal the teaching, the true teaching of Christ. And how does that apply with all this new age stuff? How is it easy to take what he taught and transfer it into just a new age type theology? Uh, And also, how is it easy to just take that and translate it into just a religious type theology Uh, and so what we want to get at through this series is the true spirituality behind the message of Christ so if that's something you're interested in you're going to absolutely love this series so starting the series today we have been programmed within the Christian community to just stay away rather than understand when it comes to all of these concepts that I just mentioned here, uh, programmed within the Christian community to just stay away. And I know I have, um, I was actually homeschooled growing up. My parents were awesome, but we did uh, get into some groups that were very, very religious. And so we had a lot of those run-ins with the, you know, oh, it's uh, a wizard movie, don't touch it. Oh, it's... uh, You know, it's got uh, Halloween context, don't touch it. And so I'm certainly not going to go that far with this study. So if that's what you're about, you might be disappointed in this. But I'm also not going to tell you to go practice astrology through this study. I'm not going to tell you to go uh, practice angelology or numerology or these things. 
Uh, I'm going to show you the balance. I'm going to show you what the Bible actually says about these things, where they stemmed from, why they upset God, and what instead he intends for us to do, and how we are to use uh, the true versions of these that are not perverted by someone trying to add things to them. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, so the just stay away mentality is not what this is about. We're actually going to dive into them together in a prayerful, biblical way to really understand what they mean and uh, how they have evolved over time and what we have today. So I wanted to play this real quick. Um or at least show you this. I don't think I can play the audio, but uh, Dr. Dr. Michael Heiser is one of my biggest mentors online, and he's actually right here behind me. Uh, But he has this video, and I don't know if you can hear it. Let me turn it on and see if it even plays the audio because we have this routed really weird. Do you really believe what a biblical writer believed about the unseen supernatural realm or not. So just that line from him right there is key. Do we believe in the supernatural realm? Are we willing to actually step into that belief? I highly recommend all of Dr. Michael Heiser's videos. Go check him out. He's actually linked in the channels on my channel as one of my mentors. Um, I've never met him in person or anything. I'd love to have him on this show at some point. Uh, and, and I would be planning on reaching out to him, you know, in the next few months, hopefully as we grow here. But, um, he's definitely a huge influence on me and I've read his book called, um, reversing Herman. And it's a fantastic look into, uh, the watchers and what happened when they descended upon Mount Herman and how that ties into Genesis and looking at the actual spiritual realms that the Bible talks about and kind of uncovering, do we really believe this or not? Are we selectively spiritual? We go to our churches, we go to our Bible study groups. Maybe you're just now getting into the whole Christianity thing and you're really not sure. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's there's a huge spread in beliefs out there. And part of the goal of this channel, this group that we have going, uh, the MyBible.Works web app, Uh, is completely free and it's just for open-minded people to get together and really talk about this stuff talk about their experiences talk about uh, the new discoveries and the archaeology fields talk about uh, the spiritual realms and actually have these conversations together so getting into Leviticus 1931 in the ESV do not turn to mediums or necromancers do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them I am the Lord your God. And so we're about to find out that necromancers, mediums, and and astrologers, and these type of things were very common back in the early days of the Bible. And I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about here because this completely surprised me uh, as I was doing my study for this. Um, So as we get into it, uh, whoever turns, again, going back to the Strongs here, whoever turns to turn, to face, appear, to look, to look to. So whoever is a soul, a living being, you, me, near, with, among, to, to, mediums, mediums meaning a bottle made from animal skin or a necromancer. Um, 
and these are you know the, the type of uh, magicians and sorcerers and so this bottle made from animal skin as far as i could find is you know kind of a way to divine different things from the spirit world uh or spiritus a knowing one a conjurer a ghost to prostitute to commit adultery to commit idolatry and this is really what we're talking about guys how god views this is that we're cheating on him we are whoring ourselves out spiritually when we look to these things and again i'm going to show you what we can look to coming up and the answer isn't going to be just as simple as just look to god and everything will be fine because that's the church answer i want to give you the biblical answer here and what we're supposed to be doing and how we can live a full life that is based on the Bible. So himself within, uh, the hind or following part, I will also set to give, to put, to set my face, the face of God, against that person, the soul, the living being, and cut him off to cut, to destroy, to consume, to con uh, the covenant from the nearest part, the center, his people, a people, a tribe, troops, attendants, a flock. So literally people that look to, that whore themselves out to these necromancers, these spiritualists or diviners are going to be cut off from the tribe of God. And we don't want that, right? Now, I have a lot of symbolism in the back of these. And I know that's going to get a lot of dislikes. I'm not saying to look to this astrology here but i have it in the background for context because this is all part of an ancient spiritual narrative that if we really believe in the bible we're a part of and so we have to be able to look at it in the light of day and not be afraid of this stuff uh, because if we are worshiping god we know who we're worshiping and we don't need to be afraid of these symbols and stuff because they hold no power to our god so Isaiah 47, 13, 14 in the Christian Standard Bible. You are worn out with your many consultations. So let the astrologers stand and save you. Those who observe the stars, those who predict monthly what will happen to you. What does that sound like, guys? Think about that. Look, they are like stubble. Fire burns them. They cannot rescue themselves from the power of, or of the flame. This is not a coal for warning themselves, a fire to sit beside. So this is a huge warning here, saying let them save themselves. Uh, let, let your astrologers stand and save you. The, the ones who observe the stars and predict monthly what will happen to you. This sounds a lot like astrology and zodiac. So we're going to get into uh, the roots of this and where it came from. Genesis 6, 122. We've got to go way back to the beginning to figure this out. This is what blows my mind here. You guys are going to just get your mind blown too through this series. So this is Mount Hermon in the background here. And this is what we're about to find out. Uh, that book that I'm talking about by Dr. Michael Heiser, Reversing Herman. Highly recommend it. I did the audio book. It's fantastic. Go listen to it. It's going to give you a huge insight into this narrative that we're all a part of. Uh, and what he's talking about is the Book of Enoch. We're going to read a little excerpt from that. So Genesis 6, 1 through 22. 
When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim, or Nephilim, excuse me, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So, when God decided that man would only live for about 120 years, we live a little bit less now because we've got all this pollution on the planet. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm definitely not like, uh, you know, one of those those people. But I am just saying we have changed our planet uh, notably to the point where it does affect our health through our food, through uh, the pollution we put on the planet, through the way we treat our land and our water systems. Uh, we've definitely cut off what could be 120 years effectively. Uh, so the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards. So this is when the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them. These are the mighty men of old, the men of renown. So we're talking about the men of renown now. So what are the sons of God in Genesis 6? Christian writers such as Justin Martyr, Asibius, uh, Clement of Alexandria, Origen and Commandeus believed that the sons of God in Genesis 6, 1 through 4 were fallen angels who engaged in unnatural union with human women, resulting in the begetting of Nephilim. So again, we have this scripture, the one before in Genesis 6, and then we go into Enoch here. Now Enoch is just beautifully interlaced with uh, Genesis and the early, uh, you know, historical biblical accounts so highly recommend looking at both enoch as well as that other book uh that i shared so i'm going to read from enoch just an excerpt here this is this is all tied together guys this is crazy so uh, as we get into this just open your mind open your heart prayerfully go into this so that god can reveal things to you through this so we're going to be reading from chapter three about fallen angels in the book of enoch uh, the complete book of Enoch. This is a standard English version uh, transcribed by J. Winter. So starting in verse 11. And Azazel taught men to make swords. This is talking about these watchers. These are the names of the watchers. The watchers descended on the mountain on Mount Hermon. They agreed to go and mate with human women. We saw that in Genesis 6. Those are begetting the men of old, the men of renown. So Azazel and all of these other names in here are watchers or uh, these sons of God. So, and Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of anatomy and the beautifying of eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. And there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray, and became corrupt in all their ways. 
Simjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Armaros, the resolving of enchantments. Barakatal taught astrology. Kokobal taught constellations. Ezequal, the knowledge of the clouds. Araqual, the signs of the earth. Shamisal, the signs of the sun. And Serial, the course of the moon. And as men perished, they cried, and their cry went up to heaven. Again, this is from the complete book of Enoch. So, we see that the Watchers not only mated with humans, affected the very DNA of man, which was from God, created, originated in the Garden of Eden. Now we're moving through, uh, and we have these Watchers come down, and they mess all kinds of things up. Uh, So after the garden, the decision to eat of the tree, then we move into the watchers actually messing with the human genome, uh, bringing about all of these uh, alternative methods of divinity uh, that God, you know, we were intended to walk with God and the spirit of God was to be in us originally. And now we're taught all these other ways to divine things and know things. And so very, very interesting here. Whether you take Book of Enoch as gospel or not, it certainly paints a complete picture with Genesis. So Genesis 10, 8 through 10, we're getting into Nimrod here. And this is where we're going to be leading to, uh, you see what the Watchers did. Now we're leading into the early reign on the earth. We see that Cush fathered Nimrod. He was first on the earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalne in the land of Shinar. So who built the Tower of Babel? Nimrod is who it is actually attributed to. We don't know for sure, obviously, but Nimrod is who it is attributed to. This is... The Jewish, Ro- uh, J- Jewish Roman historian Flavius Josephus, in his Antiquities of the Jews, recounted history as found in the Hebrew Bible and mentioned the Tower of Babel. He wrote that it was Nimrod who had the tower built and that Nimrod was a tyrant who tried to turn the people away from God. This is from the Tower of Babel on Wikipedia. You can look that up for yourself. During the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, the city of Babylon. So we're flashing forward here now after the Tower of Babel is built. Years later, when it's most likely in ruins here. During the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, the city of Babylon and the kingdom of Babylonia attained their highest pitch of splendor. He took the great pla- uh, great pains in adorning Babylon. And this was one great object of his pride. Is not this, said he, great Babylon that I have built for the house of my kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. This is from the ATS Bible Dictionary on Nebuchadnezzar. So here's where it gets interesting. We see my power, he says, for my honor and my majesty. Okay, so Nebuchadnezzar is kind of what I like to see after, you know, the... uh, 
the watchers he's kind of the father of all this mysticism this new ageness this astrology and, and everything else we're going to be talking about through this series um i highly encourage you as always go do your own research this is my research and my understanding uh, god may reveal things to you that he will never reveal to me so please go go do your own research but i hope this gives you a taste into what this is all about so another labor of this monarch was that the ruins of which are now called Beerus nimrod or nimrud i can't speak these languages so forgive me for that but about eight miles southeast southeast of the above structure the hanging gardens so uh, nebuchadnezzar built the hanging gardens and it appears that he built another structure on top of or repairing the Tower of Babel's ruins. So the researchers of Sir Henry Rawlinson have shown that this was built by Nebuchadnezzar on the platform of a ruinous edifice of more ancient days. They, they assume that this is where the Tower of Babel was. Uh, it consisted of six distinct terraces. This is where it gets interesting, guys each 20 feet high and 42 feet less horizontally than the one below it. So this thing is making a pyramid almost, okay? So on top was the sanctum and observatory of the temple, now a vitrified mass. So this thing doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, each story was dedicated to a different planet and stained with the color appropriated to that planet and their astrological system this is from the ats bible dictionary on nebuchadnezzar you can go look this up for yourself uh just search that and it'll bring up these results so so interesting guys so here's where we're getting into this in this crazy crazy uh tying together of all of this and thank you guys for sticking with me on this this is kind of some history i am certainly not a great history buff but this is some history that we really have to unfold before we dive into this whole series so thank you for being here and um if you are here and you've stayed this long you definitely have a hunger for knowledge and i commend you for that so thank you uh for being a part of this community daniel 2 17 through 20 then Daniel went to his house and told his friends Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah about this matter, urging them to ask the God of the heavens for mercy concerning this mystery. So Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. The mystery was then revealed to Daniel in a vision at night, and Daniel praised the God of the heavens and declared, and I hate to stop now, but we're going to get into what Daniel declared on tomorrow's episode. Because now that we have the historical context of what's going on, we're going to be talking about Daniel. We're going to be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you've heard that story before, we're going to be talking uh, about King Nebuchadnezzar. And we're going to talk about what his sin was, what God did to him, and how God finally released him from his punishment on that Guys, this is an incredible series. Don't miss a beat. I will see you tomorrow. I love you. Please subscribe if you haven't. That's the best way you can support this ministry. Peace, love, and I will see you tomorrow.
Mavericks Tribe. If you enjoyed that episode, be sure and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way you can support us here on the channel. If you love growing in love and finding out more about God in the heavenly realms, then head over to mybible.works and engage in our free community. Let's grow in truth together.